Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. Joining me today is Carrie Rickard, author of Trauma is a Catalyst. A catalyst is something or someone that provides significant change. A trauma can be a catalyst, too. The change, whether physical, emotional, spiritual, or all three, doesn't happen immediately. The change is a journey with sidesteps and detours along the way. The only hard and fast rule is that you can't go back to who you were before. Carrie Rickard, a seasoned business life coach and consultant, shares her journey of change after such a catalyst. Her life-threatening accident and related complications started her down this path of examining what was, what is, and what could be. Most importantly, this is a story of hope, of possibility, and of embracing the fight to become something new. Uh, she's the founder and CEO of Nomis Advisors, a management consultancy firm. Welcome to the show, Carrie. Nice to have you on. Thank you, Catherine. Um, it's so great to be here. I, I am really excited. Okay, well, here we go, because uh, this is kind of a very, contra- or many people will think this is a very controversial uh, statement to say that uh, trauma is uh, something that is a positive thing, because most of us or many of us think of it as trauma as solely negative. But you, in your book, you take this very unique stance uh, that, no, trauma doesn't have to be solely negative. It can be positive. So, so let's start with share with us how trauma can catalyze positive changes in our lives. How do we do that? Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, first I would like to say the trauma itself is not necessarily a positive thing. It's trauma. It isn't positive. The results of that trauma, though, can very much be a gift and an opportunity. Um you know, I I like to say that even if I could go back in time and change the events of my life and skip all of the hardship and recovery and um, struggle that I had as a result of this accident, I wouldn't do it. Um, and the reason that I wouldn't do it is because it has forced me to really look at what's important in my life. And um, it has allowed me to prioritize the those important things. And I've also grown in strength and resilience and independence. Um, and all of those things, while, yeah, I may have eventually gotten there in my life, I had to do it at a much faster pace because of the accident. And I know I would not be the same person as I, um, as I am now, if I hadn't had that experience. And I so really can we backtrack a little bit? I just want to backtrack a little sure. because I, as you, Absolutely. and I'm glad that you corrected me because it's really important. Trauma isn't what's, what is positive. It is a, can be a catalyst for positivity. 
your reaction to exactly. the trauma. Okay. And it's something that happens. It's very immediate. Maybe this, you know, one goes along in one's life and you uh, grow and change in a positive way. But this is kind of like an immediate thing that happened, which was your accident. So can we start? So what happened in your accident? What, you know, what, what was the accident? Sure. I um, was in a, I hydroplaned into the back of a tractor trailer. Um, I don't recommend anyone do that. It, it didn't turn out so well. Um, I ended up having a traumatic brain injury. I um, had my left hand was completely shredded. Um, I had to have it completely rebuilt. I broke almost every bone in my face. I lost the hearing in my left ear, um, have some nerve and vision issues with my left eye. Um, so all kinds of things happened as, you know, as a result of that accident that I then had to manage my way through and navigate something that I'd never navigated before. Take us through that navigation process, because uh, I'm thinking of you, you're, you, you're going into a, you, how did you do that? That was that you were in a car or a motorcycle or what was the circumstance? I was in a car. I, I was in a car. It was raining very hard and um, a, the tractor trailer had pulled, I was on a major highway, the tra- tractor trailer had pulled off onto an exit that I, I was exiting so as I went to exit, um, my car hydroplaned and went right into the back of that tractor trailer. And at that moment, I'm assuming you lost consciousness, or is and then awakened after that, or and then then what? I, I don't. Yeah. No. So so I was I I don't remember anything um, from really from that day at all. Um, there are a couple things I remember from beforehand. I had my, my coworker was in the car with me and she was also injured. Fortunately, she didn't, she did not have a brain injury. Um, but she was, uh, she broke both of our arms and had some pretty significant challenges herself. And, um, so when I woke up in the hospital, I was in at University of Maryland Shock Trauma, which is an absolutely amazing facility. And um, my mom was there. And I just remember thinking, oh, okay, so this is where I am now. Everything will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if I felt that because I had some kind of internal knowing or if I just didn't really understand what was happening. Um, Probably a little bit of both, but, um, you know, I ended up developing an aneurysm um, near my brainstem and they had to go in and fix that. And the um, neurointerventional radiologist came in and was explaining to me the risks of this surgery. And he's like, you know, there's a 50% chance that you are not going to be the same person when 
you're done with this surgery. You could have a stroke and, you know, may end up in a vegetative state. And I said, well, what happens if I don't have the surgery? And he said, oh, you'll die. And I said, looks like we're having the surgery. You better do a really good job. And And even then, I did not. I'm like, I'm going to be. I'm going to be okay. I just need to be. Did you have, and I want to, do you think, or I'm, how were you, you know, sort of the before and after? You sound like, as you're telling the story, that you were a positive person before this happened to you. You came into this whole situation with a positive attitude, if one could have that. And then. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was part, and how old were you? 37. And interestingly, today is the um, 10 year anniversary. Do I say congratulations or? (laughs) Absolutely. Congratulations. Okay. Congratulations. Fabulous. Thank you. I, I have, I have had 10 extra years of my life that I could have been taken away. I, I am so grateful. So what do you say to people? Uh, who may have a different kind of a, it can be any trauma, any life-threatening trauma or any trauma, emotional. I think I mentioned that in the introduction. So any kind of daunting trauma, uh, what steps do you recommend for them? What should they do? I mean, maybe somebody's going to have the same thing that happened to you and they don't, they didn't go into this kind of an event with a positive attitude. Um, Right. Yeah. So how, and not all of us have that. So how would you navigate this kind of, yeah, this kind of a trauma, a, a, you know? Sure. Yeah. So, um, what, how I typically approach it is first to meet people where they are, um, you know, really understand what their situation is. I think it is so powerful for people to be able to share their stories um, because I think for so many of us, especially when you have a trauma that isn't necessarily visible, like a brain injury is not visible. Um, You know, some other kinds of traumas are not visible traumas and yet they still impact us in, in such a huge way. And um, I think it's so important for us to talk about it because it allows people to feel less isolated and um, really kind of have a sense of hope. Like, my story is not going to be the same as anyone else's, but people can listen to my story and maybe gain a sense of there is something that can come of this. And I'm thinking of two different audience. I'm thinking of two different audiences, those who you're sharing your story with, who they themselves have a trauma. What about the people who in your immediate, in in the, in the immediate aftermath of what happened to you, and you want to share your feelings and what's going on and they, their inability, because I know this happens a lot, to really listen to you and to hear you and to 
be part of that story rather than, you know, I think sometimes people, they don't want to say the wrong thing. Like, I didn't want to say congratulations sure. on your 10-year anniversary, whether that was I, good or, yeah, that kind of a, you know, that kind of a response. Right, absolutely. And people are so very uncomfortable. Um, I I remember, you know, I I had a friend who, after a year, um, messaged me and apologized that she just didn't know how to approach me. And, um, you know, she was just supremely uncomfortable with what had happened to me and didn't know if I was different and, and all of these things. So, you know, our caregivers in our lives and our friends and our family, um, you know, I encourage people to believe that their family cares about them and that they are doing their best with their best intentions. They're going to get it wrong sometimes. Um, you know, I would, I suggest to people in, you know, having had the traumatic experience, I suggest them, you know, ask for what you need. Explain, you know, this is where I'm having trouble. Would you be open to helping me in this way? Um, And a lot of people on the other side, they want to help. They just don't know how. And they don't, you know, like we have a tendency, people who have experienced trauma have a tendency to lock that inside and to not share with people what the emotions really are because there is this sense of, I don't want to burden other people with my stuff. You know, as we're talking about trauma and we're talking about your, uh, your, book and and trauma uh, and i'm thinking about just in the immediate in what's happening right now for instance in israel i mean you talk about trauma families yeah. kids i mean this all kind of fits into you know what is happening there and how these people are going to be able to re- i mean recover or respond in a a positive way as you're talking you know having uh, right. a positive catalyst for change how would you you know, how, how does your, what you're saying fit into that kind of a trauma? So I think there's always place for hope. I think you can find a gift and an opportunity in any situation. Um, you may have to look really hard for it. Um, you may even, like, I, I will say, um, you know, there was this guy in the hospital and he restocked things. I, I don't even know what his actual role was, but he came into my room every day and treated me like I was a normal person, not somebody who was dying. You know, he was like, hey, Carrie, how's it going? Um, and that was a gift in some of the darkest times, right? Just having that. So there are gifts. Um, You know, maybe the gift is you haven't been separated from your children, or maybe the gift is you survived even if your house didn't. 
you know, there, there are gifts and it takes, and I am not saying that this is like an immediate thing that you think, oh, everything's fine. It's going to be great. It takes a lot of work to get through trauma and it takes a lot of support to get through trauma. So, you know, what I would say is most important for all the people who are experiencing trauma is to find a support system. Um, If that is not your family and friends, there are support groups out there. There are coaches out there. There are therapists out there. Find somebody you feel comfortable talking to. One of the things that you say is that, and I I read this in the introduction, uh, the and I read it as the only hard and fast rule is that you can't go back to who you were before. Talk to us about that. Sure. I think that this is the whole idea of the catalyst. Um, when something happens to you that is traumatic, it changes you profoundly. And, um, you know, as much as you might want to be who you were before. There is some measure of knowledge and experience and pain and even love that makes you different. And that difference is growth. And so if you are growing, you can't ever be who you were before that. Uh, you know, I think that's such an important point because I think all of us in the entire world, and I bring this up frequently on my show, we all suffered from COVID-19. The whole world suffered. Yeah. And we can't go back to the way we were before. Yet you hear a lot of people saying we got to get back to normal. We have to go back to the way we were before. And I'm thinking we're never going to go back to the way we were before. Yeah. And that and that means we... It's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> yes. And we didn't learn anything. I mean, there's, as you say, there's so much to learn about yourself, about Let's talk about resiliency, because I know you talk about that a lot, being yeah. resilient. Yeah. What does that mean in this context? So for me, it was understanding that even if I am having a really hard day, even if I am experiencing a lot of pain, I can get through it. And there are things that I'm learning and I can find some, some small gift in it. Like I, I, I'll give you an example. Um, So I experienced a a lot of neuro fatigue um, and especially right after I got home from the hospital, you know, I would have, I would do one thing and it would just wipe me out. I am not the type of person that it does. It, I, I have never been the type of person that um, rests. I am always go, 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 go. And I have had to learn because of that struggle with my neuro fatigue, I have had to learn to really listen to my body 
and rest when my body is telling me I need to rest. Because otherwise, the recovery from that neurofatigue takes that much longer. That was a huge shift for me. What about the times when you Just had to, you're going forward and you're doing exactly as you're describing now, making those shifts, trans, you know, the whole uh, process is transformative. What about the times when, and I assume there have to be those times when, you know what, I can't do this anymore. And, and, and you slip backwards if you can, one can slip backwards or you, cause I think this does happen uh, or you feel, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So what oh, no, you- absolutely. It is not a straight line journey. There are, you know, there are days that are fabulous. And I think that I am just completely kicking butt and doing great. And then the next day something will happen. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I, I I haven't gotten anywhere near where I wanted to be. I, I don't understand. And and so, yeah, it takes a little bit. So none of this is an overnight transformation, right? Transformation isn't an overnight thing. Um, and it isn't a straight line. Um, you know, there have been days that I've struggled. I am, you know, I am overall positive, but I also am somebody who has suffered from major depression. Um, And I've had to get myself out of that too. And part of the resilience that I have, that I have and have learned to have is that, okay, I seem to be underwater now or, you know, and I can, but I know I can swim to the surface. Are there people you've had to long time? Are are there people that you have had to leave behind uh, as you're going through this journey or this transformation? Um, People who can't accept you the way you are or accept the changes. Um, Is that something that one has to deal with? Yeah. I absolutely. So I would say not accept. Explicitly, it's more like as I have grown and changed, relationships have changed and things have fallen away. Um, that is not a lot of people, um, you know, but there there definitely been some that I thought, you know, like, oh, we'll be in it through thick and thin. And then, you know, maybe not so much. And Sometimes that's, that can be incredibly painful. But I think one of the things I've learned, too, is that if someone wants to be in my life, then they need to want to know who I actually am and want to be around that person. And if they don't, then... Okay. You know, we don't have to be close. Yeah. So and, then it, it becomes time to let go. I want you, right. as I mentioned in the intro also, that you are the founder and CEO of Nomus Advisories, Advisors, which is mm-hmm. a management consultancy firm. 
was this was yes. is this a firm that you had before the accident or after the accident? So I started my business after the accident. I worked for a management consulting firm. I was actually going to a work event when I got in the accident. Um, and so one of the things that I very quickly learned is that commuting an hour each way and working 70 hours a week wasn't going to fit with my new life post-accident. I had to figure out a new way of still contributing to the world, um, contributing to my family. Um, I, I, I was sing- I'm a single mom of two kids. Um, you know, the option was not don't work, right? <laughs> right? Um, the option was so, how to work differently is what I hear you saying. I have to work, but not exactly. I'm not going to do 70 hours a week with two kids and a single mom. I got to figure something else out, right. which you did. We don't have that which much time left. So, I, you know, there's obviously a lot more to talk about and a lot more to read about. Trauma is a Catalyst is the title of the book. So, Carrie, would you give us a website places we can go sure. to get more information about yeah. what we've been talking about, what you're doing and, uh, and, uh, and about, and about the book as well. Absolutely. So, um, trauma is the catalyst is available, um, anywhere you, you books, anywhere books are sold, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, things like that. Um, my website is nomis, that's N O M I S advisors.com. And I have an, another website that is com, and that one is focused on my public speaking. Um, and then I also have my own podcast, Transformational Trauma and Healing, where I bring guests on to talk about their experiences, because I think it is really important to share so that other people can hear, um, you know, get some nugget of oh, that I, I relate to that, and then get some sense of hope and connection. So I guess the key word, hope and connection, hope. right? And yeah, and that's, yep. what, that's what the book is about. That's what your podcast is about. So how often is your podcast? When can, where do we? So um, I, my podcast, I, I usually release one episode a month, um, and it, it usually mid-month, um, I actually released an episode today um, for my anniversary, but that's a short one. Um, and then uh, it can be found anywhere you get podcasts. So Apple um, Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, all those. Great. Thanks so much for being on the show today and sharing and connecting. And good luck with the book. Trauma is a Catalyst. Carrie Rickert, um, read her book, listen to her podcast. And uh, join the connections. Thanks so much. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you've been listening to The Catherine Zox Show. Mm-hmm. 